This is Women Who Build Empires, a podcast celebrating women entrepreneurs and thought leaders who are turning the tables on outdated old school belief systems and building business empires that align with who they are, how they work, and how they are leaving a lasting legacy. And I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner, serial entrepreneur, investor, and business consultant for ambitious women entrepreneurs who are boldly taking their business to the next level. In each episode, you're going to get to know the women who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of how both success and failure have helped them become incredible CEOs. Hello, Empresses. You know, there is nothing I love more than seeing my current clients grow, expand, and those aha moments when everything falls into place. Except when I get to watch past clients take everything that I shared with them and continue to scale and grow their business and become uber successful. And today's guests, Sam Wood and Jacqueline Rennan, are two of my former clients who have partnered together. They are the partners of Inspire Creative. They do branding, websites, design, etc. And it has been so cool to watch them grow their business. So on the podcast, we talk about what it takes to have a really solid business partnership. And I loved hearing what they had to say because I've seen so many business partnerships disintegrate over the years and their style of communication and who they are is definitely something that you can learn from. We also talk about the impacts of AI on design and graphic design in particular and where they're planning to go and how they're expanding their business into 2023 and beyond. Sam and Jackie, Welcome to Women Who Build Empires. Well, first of all, I think it's taken us months to find a date where we could all sit down together, but you go in my bucket of people that I have known forever, and it has been so cool to see both of you, one, grow individually, but also come together, build a company that is taking off, growing, doing amazing things. You've helped me with my branding, my website the new podcast images. So just give a second and introduce yourselves and dive into all sorts of different conversations. I'm Jacqueline Brennan, and I've known Emmy for a number of years now. She was actually my first business coach. I've been working in graphic design and branding for about 18 years now. My other part of my background was in learning about energy and a number of holistic practices from Reiki to just different types of meditation. So that's always been a part of my work in recent years. And 
as I met up with Sam after many years of being a solo entrepreneur, we decided to join forces after we had the experience of working together on a couple of projects. And we were realizing, wow, this is so much more fun to do the design work with like a teammate versus then a solo entrepreneur that I had been doing for years and years. So it was actually great to be around another designer. That really helped my own growth process because after a while, when you're on your own so long, you don't even know the latest in technology anymore. So Sam was really ahead in some of that because she's a little younger than I am. So she had more web background and it really helped complement my strong print background. So now it's been, what, over three years or so since we've been working together and we've been able to grow a nice little team to be more full service, to be able to take on all different types of clients. But we're seeing a trend now that my holistic background is helping to bring us a number of clients that are in those realms. So we're trying to do some work that's really targeted to helping small business owners rebrand or up-level their branding. Yeah. So that's a little of my story. Um, and hi, I'm Sam, um, Samantha Wood. I, like Jackie said, I have been a graphic designer as well for about 15 years. I have a master's of fine arts MFA in media design. And I started off my career, I guess, as an in-house marketing person for a smaller security company. I then went on to work for a larger agency and worked on some really cool accounts like Alex and Ani, Kate Spade, some big cool stuff <laughs> that's always fun to be a part of. And then I transitioned over to like a software company and was in-house on their marketing team as well. Before transitioning actually into my own business and pulling that software company as a client. But I think that's where I got a lot of my, you know, what's new now, what's trending, what are all the latest and greatest things, because I was working on such large companies and businesses that are, you know, really forefront of technology and whatnot. So as I started in my my own business, you know, bringing some of that to light, I am a more of a digital person. I have a much bigger digital background and much smaller print background than Jackie has. So like Jackie said, that was you know, a really good compliment for the two of us. And, you know, working as a single entrepreneur, I really wanted to be able to support bigger businesses and, you know, that have bigger budgets because, you know, we all have to pay bills. (laughs) But, you know, doing that alone wasn't really possible. And like pitching stuff by myself wasn't really possible as a designer or as a team, if you will, because a lot of times larger organizations just have more work and require more manpower. So Jackie and I, you know, again, like she said, really wanted to join forces so that we could, you know, start helping larger businesses. We could take on more projects. Mm -hmm. We could, you know, create a bigger impact with our efforts, impact more people at a time and really, you know, potentially make a difference. So I know that part of where Jackie and I started with our business inspire is that we do want to, you know, we are an impact driven business. We want to make an impact, not only with big businesses and helping their teams, but also smaller entrepreneurs that just need some guidance and help from a graphic standpoint or branding standpoint, really helping to, you know, guide them and up-level them and create brands that stand out and look polished and finished and not something that's done, you know, on Canva, you know, sitting at their desk, having no idea what to do. And so I think really the foundation of our business is that impact and helping, you know, nonprofits and things that are close to Jackie and I, our hearts, I think is really the center and the things that we love doing on top of the day to day. But that's kind of our spiel (laughs) right now (laughs) where we're going and we're growing and 
you know, taken on a lot of new clients already this year. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, there really does seem like there's been a burst just since it turned 2023. <laughs> we're wondering where that came from. I guess we were calling it into being just as the year ended and then it decided to show mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. also heard that a lot of people felt like 2022 was a time of like learning and educating and and growing. And, you know, I've been a part of other small little groups right now. And the one thing that was very common is that people are, are using 2023 to try and execute on all the things that they learned in 2022. So maybe that's the reason why we're having seeing a lot of people show up as like, okay, I've started this business or I've learned all these things. And now like, I'm ready to put the pedal to the metal and, you know, explode or, you know, push myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this has been 2022 was this year of, I mean, what you said, learning, but creating for a lot of my clients and just people that I've talked with in general and having gone back to like the drawing board and reinvented or transitioned or leveled up in some way. And now they have the momentum. So they're growing, which means you're growing. Mm-hmm. And before we dive into that too, I want to circle back a little bit. Having both worked with you, one of the things that I love the most is that I never would have paired the two of you together, ever, (laughs) (laughs) ever. And if you could talk a little bit about what makes your partnership so great, because at least from the outside looking in, you have both very different personalities, different abilities, and you've meshed them together into a very strong, unified partnership and team that's enabled you to grow exponentially every year. Mm. Well, at this point, I feel like we're sharing a brain. (laughs) And I feel like when you take on a business partner, like I didn't really know it at the time, but it is like a marriage because you spend so much time with this person and you're online with them all day. And it's kind of just an ongoing, endless conversation that's being had about just about everything from life to business to new clients and a little bit of everything else. But I guess what I saw with Sam is that first I was in a more project management role and I was able to delegate design work to her that I needed help with at the beginning of this before we even joined forces in our own business. And I just saw that she was one of like the most capable designers that I had ever really come in contact with. And I felt like, wow, this is a person that I trust to do the work and do it as good or if not better than I would myself. And I had tried to partner with a lot of other people over the years and I was not running into the same work ethic. So I think at our core, we both have a very similar work ethic, which made it rather effortless. And we were able to give each other like critique rather constantly without taking it to heart or like having hurt feelings. It's just kind of like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. And then we end up with a better product as the end result because of a willingness and openness to share like that without everyone's ego being involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I think, you know, one thing that you mentioned, Demi, was like personality wise and whatnot. I think that just learning about myself over the past couple of years and, you know, Jackie and I, we give feedback to each other a lot. We say like, Hey, like you need to, you know, don't take that comment so seriously. Or I see that you're overreacting to something or, Hey, you need to notice that you have a strength here, like, or whatever it may be, we're constantly giving each other feedback. And I think that's really important. But I think the one thing that I've noticed about myself is that I one Jackie always says, Sam, you process really quickly. But I think Jackie helps me to slow down sometimes too. I think part of some of the energy work and things that Jackie has done is like, 
has helped me ground me a little bit, or I like run a mile a minute all the time. And so I think that helps us balance as well. And I think Jackie's right that we're, you know, the work ethic and the fact that again, Jackie too, she is a great designer. I don't have any problem of like saying like, here, take this entire thing. Like you're going to do great. Like, you know what I mean? Like we do that all the time. So I think it's really just a balance between the two of finding someone that fills your gaps. It is like a marriage. It is like a relationship. It's like find somebody that can mirror things for you or can, you know, just be that you know, left arm when you don't have one, you know, it's like, I think that's the best advice I could give if anybody was even looking to go into a partnership with someone. Yeah. Sometimes it's trying some other people throughout the years. It's kind of like establishing and knowing what you don't like sometimes to find what you do like. Cause I saw, I was trying to work with other people. They didn't show up on time. They didn't deliver on time what they said they were going to. And that made it really hard to want to show up and want to try to partner with them because they weren't delivering what they said they were going to. So I think really staying true to your word is very important in any type of business partnership. Yeah. Were there any conversations or is there different stages of you coming together as partners that really worked for you? Or do you like, how do you take on new projects and decide who's doing what? That's kind of like three questions in one, but... (laughs) So I guess like the conversation around to answer your first question, which I think is like, how did you come about to like go into this partnership together? Like, was there any conversation around that? And I think that we started working together on a lot of projects or a couple projects. And we're like, Hey, like you have any more? Like, I like working with you on things. You have more projects you want me on? Like, you know, those types of conversations. And then it was like, then the pandemic hit. And that's when I think a lot of us took a step back and we were like, okay, what are we actually doing? Like, what are our actual goals? And for Jackie and I, it was like, okay, should we do this? Should we actually, let's actually partner. Like, I actually think we could take on more work, do better work, help each other and grow more together than we could separately. And right now we're in COVID. Now's the time to like really establish a foundation for that. And we did, we ended up, that's when we revamped the entire website we really decided like what was our like mission basically and what were our goals. And then we had an opportunity and a lull in work because of COVID to really establish that foundation and move forward from there. So that was that conversation. I don't know, Jackie, if you want to touch on the other stuff. There was once after we launched one of the first websites we had worked on together, I asked if you wanted to go to dinner. And then somewhere in that dinner conversation, I said, hey, like, do you want to just put a real business together. And then when the world was shut down, we really did spend that couple of weeks building the website. And it's been interesting, like as we're revisiting it right now, making some changes since that first reiteration that we did a couple of years ago, we're seeing that even the text that we wrote then, we really did bring it into being. And our clients, it took a little while, but they really started to reflect exactly that mission that we had written in there. So I thought that was really interesting to see it come to life. And actually bring those clients that we were looking for to us. Yeah. I guess I'll stem on that second question was, you know, how do you decide who does what now? And we all put our hands in a lot of different things. I would say there's things that Jackie's much better than me. And there's things that I just understand more when it comes to website stuff that we kind of, when that type of project comes in, we automatically already know who's like better at doing that. There's a lot of work that we come in and we say, okay, you're doing this this week. You're doing that this week. Like where, who has time? And do either of us have time? Do we need to bring, you know, do we have to go to one of, you know, our lower level designers or whatever it may be to like get something done? I think it's really just open communication, you know, at all times of 
then I think that's one thing. And I know that Jackie can touch on this as well is that what she's seeing in another business of hers is that just having open communication of what's going on at all times. So people aren't doing things in the dark and not realizing that the other's doing stuff that the other one's not or whatever it may be. We are constantly in communication. That's what we use Slack for. And we're just updating each other of like what's going on throughout the day, who's doing what, what's been done, what's been completed or what, you know, what stage things are at. And we use project management tools and things like that as well. But I think just having that open communication helps us to delegate better and decide what, who's doing what part when. We actually have the benefit of being able to design together, which is not really something I've done with anyone else, where we, because of technology today, we can be on Slack, we can be sharing screens, and we can be designing at the same time in a number of different programs. So sometimes like maybe I'm art directing and Sam is like actually doing the design work or vice versa. It's just like who has control of the computer in that moment. And then we're both kind of playing off of one another. Like, let's make a move. Why don't we try this here? Why don't we try that there or change this color? And all of a sudden, like we've done the whole project together and it moves really fast that way. So this two designers are better than one concept, I think is really benefiting, benefiting us and our clients. Yeah. From my perspective, having worked with you both, and particularly when we redid the website last year, everything feels very thoughtful. And I mean, you understand me, I think, better from a a design perspective, better than anybody and what I'm looking to accomplish. And I love your ideas. And for me, I feel cared for. So I would presume that your other clients do as well, because you're thoughtful, you're detailed. When things aren't working for me, you're there listening and mm-hmm. able to take the kind of random gobbledygook in my head and then re-implement a little bit more accurately. And I don't think a lot of people can do that as well as both of you do. Well, I thank you for that compliment. And I just want to note one thing because there's something big that's happening in the industry right now is the whole AI stuff and like AI creating pictures and people using AI to write and whatever. The thoughtfulness, AI does not have thoughtfulness. And I want to make that comment because, you know, there's been a lot of conversation on the internet around will AI, you know, replace design roles and (laughs) which is scary you know, it will replace designers in places that designers don't want to be anyway. I'll put that in that point. If you are using AI to create design work, you're not caring that much about it. And I don't want to work for people that don't care about what's being produced. So if you want thoughtful, you know, creative things that aren't somebody else's work, because you have to remember AI is collecting things from the internet and putting them together, other people's work. And there's going to be a whole big thing about you know, using other people's work that you shouldn't be and all the copyright stuff. But if you want something that's unique to you and thoughtful and whatnot, you're going to have to turn to an actual human and a good designer. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it's been a big thing I've been (laughs) reading. Well, and I'm so glad that you said that because I just had a conversation with my son about designers and AI and he was on the, you know, AI is going to take over graphic designers. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't replicate the thoughtfulness, the intention, the emotion the same way, at least at this point. And for me, and I haven't played with AI from a design perspective. I've played with it from a writing perspective. And it completely lacks tone and personality. 
Mm -hmm. So for me, it's almost like Canva, Fiverr, I'm going to say lower level. Maybe that may not be the politically correct thing to, to say, but what's in my head right now, kind of lower level design areas, which there's a place for, but yeah, if you want to create a brand, taking other people's stuff doesn't represent your stuff. And you can't control if somebody else isn't using that on the internet and all that thing, all that sort of yeah. mumbo yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> this idea that we can just have like a quick conversation with our clients. And during that time, if they're able to just share a few things that they like or love the look of, that really gives us enough information just from the conversation for us to really start to hone in on like, what is their essence? Like, how do we see them? And there is just something in this process of after so many years of doing it, where I feel like we have the ability to really hone in on the essence of what someone's wanting to like show forth about themselves. And how do we show that in the best light? So that's the most fun part of the process is doing like that branding type piece of creating the brand kits for clients, because Mm -hmm. that becomes the stepping stone for everything else that they're going to build. So it's like, I would urge anyone that's thinking of rebranding or creating a brand that that piece is very, very important. And that's where we really have to see you. That's where we're going to help you shine. Yeah. Well, really. really. Yeah, you're going to be able to pull out pieces in that conversation that are going to add tremendous value mm-hmm. to that client that AI will never be able to do. Yeah. It's yeah. lacking in the heart piece. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because <laughs> it doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And as I said, I'm sure there's a place for it, mm-hmm. even from as an idea generator. But yeah. Yeah. I want to work with people, yeah. particularly when it comes to my brand and the visual aspect of anything that I'm putting out there. Especially when you yourself are your brand. Like how could any anybody else, you know, really do that? How could a computer or an AI thing do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, as I said, I'm really glad that you brought that up. And I guess I'm curious too, is that a conversation you're starting to have with more people about, about why make an investment with you for branding and for any part of their marketing pieces? Well, yes, we've also started to bring in this idea of doing sprints with clients instead of a project taking like a slower pace and being dragged out over the course of maybe like six weeks or something for creating a new brand. We're creating, we like to work fast and we like when there's momentum. And we're realizing that the clients that we enjoy the most are like that too, where they want to be able to move quickly. They know what they want, or at least like they can give us an information that we can start to know what they want to create it. So now working in these quicker blocks of time where there's more communication and everything just moves faster, we're starting to see really good results be delivered that way because everybody just stays engaged. There's no lulls in communication between us or the client. And I would say that if we want to talk about if AI and conversations around AI have come up or shown up in any of our conversations with clients, I wouldn't say not yet, but I would say more clients are using Canva and things like that to create yeah. things themselves more now than ever. We're definitely seeing that with every client. It's like, I want templates. I want to be able to do things on the fly by myself, You know, pay you one time to create a template and do things over and over again. You know, Much more in the past year than it's ever I've ever seen people using that as a tool. I wouldn't say creating things 
on the fly with AI hasn't really been a huge conversation. I know that there are tools out there that you plug in like an ad once and it'll give you 50 iterations of the same ad, but it's all templated. They're all using the same templates over and over again, no matter if you're brand A or brand C. So it's not really, again, it's not unique to you. So, but if you're okay with that, then that's fine. If you're okay with using generated ads to, as long as you're seeing if things are working or not working, or, you know, if you're comparing, if you're doing some AB comparison to somebody that's created great creative for me, thoughtful creative for me against, you know, ads that were created via AI and seeing which outperforms the other. And if it is the generated ones, it is, it depends on your industry, but I have, we haven't had to have tough conversations with clients around whether they should use AI or us. Honestly, all of our clients that we've been talking to recently, we haven't had one client that said, no, we're not going to move forward with you, which is great. (laughs) And probably, you know, one thing that I've learned from Emmy way back was like, if nobody's saying no, up your rates, (laughs) 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 which we're doing, (laughs) but But yeah, I don't think there hasn't been hard conversations about AI around clients. Right now, it's like a buzz in the industry, something that's like an underlying conversation that people are having online, I think, than with clients in general. Yeah. Yeah. I just had something shared with me where if you had a product or something that you would take that product and it would be silhouetted and then it would apply it to a million different backgrounds. And I thought, hmm, like I'm going to have to try that because I'm going to have to see if it looks good or not. Like, does this technology do the same job that I would. And I haven't played with it yet, but I'll, I'll report back on how it works out. Because <laughs> it makes it look amazing and like the photos just that are on the website about it, but I haven't tried it yet. I did use for the planner because we were looking for something really quick to do just social graphics, some sort of software that took the 3D image of the planner and then put it on different images so that it was appropriate, like the lighting was appropriate and everything. Mm -hmm. It was really cool as a, you know, down and dirty, I decided to do this at the last second type of thing. So I think there is a place for it, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't rely as we've been saying. Like the do-it-yourselfer types, I'm sure it's wonderful for, you know. And that's, I think the other piece of it is, as you're navigating all of that technology, there's time and energy in putting into that that you don't have to experience when I'm investing in you, for instance. And I can just give you the general gist and the ideas of what I'm looking for. And and I know that it's going to be high quality mm-hmm. and it's, it'll be done. Right. Right. Like I've even gone to Fiverr before for illustrative work. And what I was finding was that the person that you were working with was often taking things so incredibly literally that we were doing so many rounds of variations because we weren't getting there because there wasn't this intuitive connection really dictating what needed to be done. It was was so unknown. Yeah. Or they were just a lower level designer that didn't have enough experience to take what you were saying and do it the right way. They were literally taking it literally because they don't know how to do otherwise. And that's what you'll get when you're paying a low level designer through Fiverr. You're going to get that experience. You're not going to get someone that is trained like well and has experience and knows what they're doing and knows how to take your feedback and make it into something great. Yeah. Well, and that's been my experience too. So my question too is as you've grown you can't possibly do all of the work for all of your clients all of the time anymore. And I know that's you know not what I taught you anyways. You already know to delegate both of you. 
and to be supported, which I think you have in each other as well. Particularly as you're taking on all all these new clients, your work is increasing. How are you growing and growing your team and letting go of some of the stuff that you probably love to do in this year and with the projects that you have coming and still deliver the quality too? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we literally just had a conversation about some of this morning is that the one thing that I think Jackie and I have both, and a lot of people, no matter what industry you're in, can probably relate to this, is that you know we can both do things really quickly, and we know how. You know, once we are given instructions, we execute, and it's done, and it doesn't have to go through a million rounds of revision because it was done right the first time. So what Jackie and I find is that it's hard to delegate because it's going to take. It's going to. We find it hard to delegate, even though we have to do it. That mm-hmm. it's hard to take something that we know we can do in ten minutes spend 10 minutes writing someone else's instructions and then giving them the task and then having to give them feedback and spending time giving feedback when we know we could have done something and done it quickly from the start. But when you start to get so much work that you can't literally do all the work, then you know you know you need to delegate, but it becomes tough because you're like, oh, I know I could just do this. And so we had a conversation this morning about you know, okay, we have these resources, we have these other designers that are contractors, developers that are contractors, copywriters, and stuff like that. But they're all in what we would consider a freelance role right now, or an as needed basis. And we just had the conversation this morning that like, maybe we need to have somebody that we say, hey, we're going to pay you 20 hours a week, 10 hours a week, whatever it is, no matter if we have work or not, because then it also keeps Jackie and I accountable to giving her work and delegating in the first place or him or her, whoever it is, giving them work in the first place. And then also holding us accountable from a sales perspective that like, hey, we have this person that we need to pay. So like, let's make sure we're on our butts about it. Because another thing that Jackie and I always see ourselves in is we have this cycle of a lot of work, not a lot of work, a lot of work, not a lot of work. And it's something that a lot of people in the graphic design industry go through and in sales in general. And it's like, you light a fire under your butt, you get the money coming in, and then you kind of you don't you slow down the sales for a minute because you're swamped with work and you don't have time to sell and whatnot. So we want to get out of that cyclical, you know, experience and really try and, you know, tame our anxiety, if you will, and, you know, try and delegate work so that we can, you know, level off and -hmm. really start to grow and build even more than what we have now. And I don't know, Jackie, if you want to add to that, but I'm just thinking about in a day, how many different times we have to change gears to have client conversations, to have conversations with our younger designers, or to actually have to be doing the design work ourselves. So I feel like in order to do all of these things well, if there's a way to make it so that we can like be able to focus for blocks of time, whatever can allow us to focus better mm-hmm. is what I guess I'm needing and looking for. Because otherwise, I just start to feel like I'm going in all directions to constantly be changing gears. And in today's technology, it's like people are not only calling you, emailing you, texting you, writing you messages on Slack. It's like you can be so bombarded by just that. Like that's an entire section of my day is just responding to things, let alone starting what needs to be done for the day. So I don't know, without support, I really, somebody has to take on some of these tasks so that we can do what we're good at better. I don't know how well I'm saying that, but... (laughs) Well, and at some point, 
having the support is going to allow you to continue to grow and fulfill what your goals are for this year and beyond as well. Right. So that you can stay in that consistent sales cycle. Because I think most entrepreneurs at some point in their business growth experience, kind of that feast or famine roller coaster of, Mm -hmm. all right, I need money in now. So let me go get it. And then you're in delivery and then you're not selling. And then Jackie, as you said, there's 42 different distractions on any given day. I'm going to come from a slightly different angle though and say, I actually stopped worrying quite a while ago. Something in the work that I was doing on myself really relieved that anxiety. And I do have to say it is just kind of flowing now that I like let that piece go where it's like, no, I am putting a dedicated considerable effort into meeting new people and building these relationships so that whenever they are ready, and sometimes it's not for months that they know to come to us when they are ready. So like laying the groundwork with creating the actual like people connections is a part of the business that I really enjoy. And now that people are out networking again, I'm finding these really neat, like niche oriented networking groups that are just my people. And I that like in a way I've never seen seen before. So each time I go to one, it's like, there's this person that I gravitate towards immediately. And I'm like, oh, they're perfect. They could use our help. This will help both of us. Like, how do we all benefit? And it just seems to be flowing. Once I let go of the, oh, we're not ever going to have enough work. Not ever having enough work isn't really a problem that we seem to run into. (laughs) (laughs) I get slow, but I don't feel like I'm really running into not having enough work. (laughs) Yeah. We've said to each other at one point, it's like, should we email that person? Or do you want to just wait till next week? Because if they said yes, and we have to move on a project, I don't think we could do it right now. Like, (laughs) Don't email email them back yet. Like we've literally... Like those types of conversations are what we have. Yes. Yeah. And you both have other interests, business interests, teaching interests. And obviously you both have really full personal lives as well. How do you manage it all and support each other so that you're in all of the areas fully without the burnout and overwhelm and exhaustion, et cetera? Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting, like from my story, so I'm also a teacher at Temple University and I teach graphic design two classes per semester. And, you know, it's gotten to the point I've been teaching there for eight years and, you know, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoy teaching. It's something that I've always wanted to do since I was in high school. I wanted to be an art teacher and then eventually went into graphic design and then it led to this. But I've been doing it for so long, it's gotten quite monotonous and it's almost become a little bit of like a burden of, oh my gosh, I have to go teach tonight. I have to grade. I have to, you know, do these things. And, you know, I have this like heart-centered feeling that like, I do want to make an impact on kids. I do want to help them and whatnot, but I need to make sure that I'm feeling that way when I show up to do that because feeling frustrated on my way to class is not how I want to show up to that job. And it was interesting. And Jackie and I had conversations around this. The universe last semester was like, both of your classes are canceled. Like I kept saying, should I just stop teaching? Should I take a break or whatever? And last semester it was like, both of your classes were canceled due to low enrollment. So you will not be teaching this semester. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Like, is this the universe telling me or like giving me a break or whatever it may be? So then at the end of last semester, they reached out and said, oh, we have two classes again. And so I said to Jackie, I don't, I'm unsure as to what I want to do. And she was like, this is the universe, you know, just saying like, 
Here's your opportunity. Here's your chance. Like you can either walk into this in a different light and really change your perspective and think about why you're doing this job and what is the core reason that you stepped into it in the first place and either take it because of that or turn it down if you really think otherwise. And that's one thing I like about Jackie. Jackie always is a little bit of a mirror for me. And, you know, I decided that I was like, no, like I really love teaching and I want this semester to be different than the past one. So how can I approach this coming semester differently than I have in the past to make it a better experience? And that's been part of my planning this year. So I'm really hoping to just, it becomes a much brighter light in my life this semester than it has in the past. But that's like one thing that I do. And then another thing that my husband and I just started was real estate. We got a first rental property this past year and are just getting the end of last year and are just getting a renter in it now. So that's just been another layer of stuff that I've had to do in my life. But that's the other things. My personal life is otherwise I don't have kids yet. So there's no craziness in my home life <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have a dog. So I do have a dog, but she always great, adds so. in as they all do a little something. Yeah. Just keep it interesting. Yeah. Keep it interesting. Yes. <laughs> 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 Jackie, talk about some of the other things that you're doing in addition to being part of Inspire. So I've recently become one of the owners of Ahara Rasa Ghee. We have ilovegee.com. And if you're not familiar with ghee, it's a clarified butter. And it really is this like beautiful Ayurvedic sacred product that is very healing and nourishing on a lot of different levels. And a friend that I have tried to partner with on numerous small projects over the years approached me about this and asked if I wanted to partner with her. She had an opportunity to buy this existing 10-year company, and it would be very turnkey, meaning that a lot of the systems were already in place to get it up and running. Storefronts were already in place on Amazon and the website, existing email lists. Like We were really just handed like an already functioning company. The recipes, the kitchen, the facility to move it is a friend to ship it all from is a friend of hers. So all of these things were very beautifully in place. And the biggest problem that I've been running into was like, how do I fit this second business into my life that was already very full with an existing business that was like a full-time commitment? So it's really having to start to treat this business as if they're just another one of my clients and making the space as I would for anything else to really put the time into that. But it's very different to end up in a company that already has an existing brand voice. And how do we then bring our own voice into it? It's right. been another like piece of the puzzle. I haven't gone out to Oregon where it's based quite yet. So it doesn't 100% feel real to me in this moment. But I think as soon as I'm there, and I'm hoping to get out there in January or February to actually see how it's made and participate in it, then I think it's going to take on a very different role in my life once I'm a little bit more involved. It feels one step removed, but we just did our first couple of shipments and we've started to restock the product after like all of the relationships had kind of been broken down for a minute as the old owners closed up shop and we kind of restructured and reopened. And then I guess in addition to that, I'm just thinking that what keeps me like grounded is that I actually make sure that I get outside every day, even in the winter when it's freezing. I go and I hike every single morning when I get up, unless it's like pouring raining or, you know, it's really treacherous out there. Other than that, I really do make an effort to um, 
spend some time outside. That just feels really important, especially with working on a computer as much as I do. It feels kind of essential to my own sanity. Like I used to live in the city. I was having the same problem there, like lack of nature. So now I'm out in Chester County and there's plenty of nature around. So that seems like an important component to just like me being a functioning person here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you both know that I've been in Philly and now in Charlotte. And I decided recently, I'm like, the next move is going to be back out to the, not even the suburbs, but to more of a rural setting. Well, I could see, why haven't you ended up at the beach yet? (laughs) Because it's not near an airport (laughs) 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 that does like, you know, direct flights. And I, yeah. I can't stand doing connecting flights. Oh, <laughs> really? So it's it's like all those things of, I want to be at the beach, but I want to travel and I don't want to have to change planes. Mm-hmm. No. So it's part of why I'm here in Charlotte. For people who have been listening to us and they're interested, they want to know more about both of you, One, where can they connect with you? And then you have a really cool new offering for smaller businesses too that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, So can you share both of those? Sure. So we have our website, which is inspire.agency. You can always look at our services, list services and all kinds of stuff there, read our bios and things like that. That's kind of our catch-all place for anyone that's looking for work. But to your point of, you know, small businesses, we are, we generated like this new offer or this new program. And Jackie touched on it a little bit earlier when she talked about sprints, but it's called immersion branding. And if you are a small business or entrepreneur that either is starting from scratch, or you have a business that you kind of started on your own, and you really need to like up level, there's a couple different levels of packaging and whatnot. But as you go down this landing page, which is inspire.agency slash branding dash immersion, we're calling this really like an immersive heart-centered branding experience where you're working directly with us and we you know, really get to know you and what you're doing and what you want to accomplish so that we can really you know, bring your vision to life through branding. Mm-hmm. And we have the first step in the process. And this is a freebie. If you go to the landing page, you can do this for free. It's a three video step. You can do it in three days or three hours or whatever you want to do. But it's a three-part video series. It basically goes through our client questionnaire. Whenever we get a new branding client, we have this questionnaire that we have them go through. But the one thing that we've seen was either it's kind of not really filled out because they don't understand the question or the value of the question, or they're just like really not at a place that they're ready to do something like that, which is also assigned to us. But this video series walks you through every question, helps you to better understand how the question or your answer to that question is going to benefit us, going to benefit your branding and why it's important and all that good stuff. So it's a video series of Jackie and I walking you through the questionnaire step-by-step and you can do it for free, but it essentially gives you this holistic view of your company from the business aspects of mission, vision, values, all those things to who are your competitors you know, and then into a more visual section that's, you know, what does your brand smell like? What does your brand taste like? Really abstract questions that people probably don't ever ask themselves, <laughs> but help us to understand the essence of your business and like what you're trying to portray. 
And so it's a really fun experience. And I think it's an educational experience. And we've gotten feedback from some of our clients that I really, you know, that was a really great questionnaire or this is really interesting questions. You really made me think. And so we're giving that away for free because we really want our clients to come to us with that foundation level really defined and come to us with a sense of who they are. And so like, if you can't answer that questionnaire, you're probably not ready for us to come and help you anyway. So we wanted to be able to put that out there, let anybody do it. You know, you don't have to contact us afterwards. You can just complete the questionnaire on your own if you want to and be done with it. But then also down further down in the landing page, we do have a couple levels of engagement. One is really just, you know, I'm ready to create a logo and a little brand guide. And that's all I really can commit to right now. Or there's one step further, which is I want a logo. I want a brand guide. I want a one page website. I'm really ready to kind of like show up in the world, but maybe not put the pedal to the metal fully. Mm-hmm. And then we have a third version that is really more immersive package that gives you like a five to six page website. You get marketing materials, you get social images, you get your full branding stuff. So it's really an entrepreneur that's really either like I have, you know, funds, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to like go out into the marketplace full steam, or it's somebody that I have this business that I've grown to the certain point, but you know, I really know that it needs to up level now and I'm ready to invest in it. So you can read all about those things there on the landing page. And there's a contact form as well as some testimonials and things like that. So another piece I'll add that we're going to get going with this is that since a number of our clients are in these healing space environments or their offerings are of that nature, we're going to be able to offer them to be on a podcast that I was hosting that Sam and I are now going to be reformatting a bit to be a little bit more entrepreneur specific, but really be able to showcase what our clients are doing a little of what the process of working with us was like, but really being able to bring whatever their gifts are into the world in this like public way of helping them advertise it via this podcast. And that's called Realign with the Divine. There's some existing episodes around, but we're going to be changing the formatting of that, but keeping the name and really bringing it into this brand immersion process that we have going on as a nice part, a nice new offering that differentiates us from some other designers as well. Absolutely. And I mean, the show note, the link will be in the show notes. I love the questions you're asking. And even if they seem unusual to somebody who might be filling it out for the first time, having done some of the process with you previously, it really gives a lot of clarity of what you're offering who you're offering it to and what you want them to experience. So it may seem like a lot of pre-work for some people, but it's the results that you will get are going to be 10 X in a completely different way. So it's so for me, it's so worth doing Mm. those questions and figuring out the answer when you don't know what it is too. Well, it is. And it's because it's hard when someone's not clear on who they are, what they're doing and what they want it's hard to bring something to life visually because no matter what we create, the person's not going to know if it's right or not because they don't understand themselves to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it becomes this really back and forth process of unsureness on everybody's part because nothing was clear from the start. So really making things clear. And that's part of our 2023 is to work with people that are ready to invest and are really clear on what they want. Like mm-hmm. that's our ideal client right now. <laughs> it's yeah. like 
And that experience truly is night and day when they come to us and they know, and when they come to us and we don't know, like, honestly, the project might never finish if they don't know, because I'm not sure how we're supposed to build something when they don't have a clear vision of who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies, we have to wrap it up. This time's flown by. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. I've loved our conversation. You're so much fun to work with. We have a couple more projects in 2023 that we'll be doing together. So I'm excited about those. And I can really wait to see you continue to grow, expand, and create incredible brands for the companies that you work with. Yeah. Thanks, and thank you. This is great. Yeah. And it's been a pleasure working with you over the years too. I'm glad we yeah. get to continue. Thank I you. agree with that. <laughs> it's my hope that you find at least one nugget of value in each episode of Women Who Build Empires. And if that's true, please follow and share Women Who Build Empires with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your support is what will help this podcast be found by more women just like you.